This is Daniel Gallardo, and you're listening to the Tenkara Cast, a podcast about the simple Japanese method of fly fishing, Tenkara. In the Tenkara Cast, we'll be sharing information on techniques, history, philosophy, and Tenkara stories from anglers all over the world. This podcast is brought to you by Tenkara Yosei, introducing Tenkara outside of Japan since 2009. It's only possible we create content such as this podcast and videos because of your support. So we thank you so very much for purchasing Tenkara Yosei rods, lines, and flies. I hope you enjoy learning more about the simple method of fly fishing. Today we have uh, Nick Takenobu Ogawa. A lot of our listeners and uh, all of those of you who have watched our videos on YouTube, for example, probably are familiar with the sounds that he creates. Um, really interesting music. Uh, you might recognize the, the cello and violin and some of the notes in there. Uh, there's a great story uh, behind how I discovered Nick's music. Uh, and I think Nick is going to have some good uh, information to share here, you know, about his story and his music as well throughout the episode. So, welcome to the Tenkara Cast, Nick. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I wanted to talk to you for a long time. I uh, just kind of discovered a little bit more about you, and uh, very excited to have you here in the show. Uh, but first of all, thank you so very much for being very generous and letting me use your music throughout, you know, all the videos that I've been creating over. I think it's been almost two years that I've kind of started using your music and you've allowed me to do that. I know you're an independent artist, you create your own music, you manage yourself, it seems like, and uh, so it gives you the flexibility to do that. Uh, but I'm definitely not taking for granted that, you know, you created something and you're allowing me to use. So thank you so very much for that. Yeah, so yeah, somebody uh, said that they had heard my music on, uh, well, told my parents that they had heard my music on a Tenkara video. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, I actually have heard from a few different customers that, uh, you know, they just really appreciated the introduction to your music and they played on their drives to their favorite fishing spot. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that have been um, equally inspired by your music to, uh, as oh, that's I have. great. Um, but also, I sh- I've been meaning to ask you for a long time, uh, you know, so I, I must, should I call you Nick or Takenobu? How do people usually call you? Um, Takenobu is really like my stage performance name, I guess you would call it. Um, so yeah, just in person, Nick is fine. Perfect. And, and Nick, where does Takenobu come from? Where does the name come from? It's, uh, it's my middle name and it's, um... It's a combination of the kanji, the Japanese characters in my dad and grandfather's names. Um, so the two combined make uh, the name Takenobu, which um, kind of loosely translated means Iron Will. Okay. So I thought, uh, that's, pretty, that's a pretty good band name. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I was wondering about that because, like, one uh, take in Japanese can also mean bamboo. So there's a lot of different meanings to the that you can, you know, have to the when you listen to the word. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little bit like tenkara. You know, it's a it can mean from heaven, but it can also mean some other stuff too. So um, yeah always like to share the story of how I discovered your music, uh, first of all, because I, I just find that uh, it's one of those instances where the universe kind of just seemed to have pointed me to somebody somebody or some something. Um, and it was really mm-hmm. interesting. I think it was two and a half, three years ago, um, maybe a little longer than that now. I, um, 
I was writing my uh, a draft for my book about Tenkara, and this is a project that I've been having for for years now. But there I am writing about this Japanese method of fly fishing. And of course, I got some music in the background. I'm listening to Pandora. And, you know, it's just something that for the most part, I just have in the background. I'm not paying attention to it. But there I am writing. And all of a sudden, this song comes up. And within a few seconds, it really caught my attention because I swear, like, I'm not a musician. I really don't know that much about music. But there's something Japanese about it. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But something reminded me of Japan. So I stopped and I get out of my desk and I go look up the name of the song. And first thing I see, the name of the song is Fishing. And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> and then I look a little bit more and it's like, the guy has a Japanese name to it. <laughs> uh, Nikogawa Taken or Takenobu Ogawa. And I was like, that's just too much. And I stopped everything. I stopped writing my book and I immediately had to write you an email and just kind of share the story. <laughs> um, got no idea how that came to be, but um, that's how I discovered her music. So. <laughs> That's awesome. But tell me, what uh, what did I hear that in that song that you called Fishing? Uh, do you think th- there is a Japanese influence to that song? It's hard to say, I guess. Uh, I mean, I wrote that song when I was living in Vancouver, um, Canada, um, after I had lived in Japan for a little while. And I think that... The Japanese sound is kind of, I mean, I don't want to get too technical with uh, the musical stuff, but there's sort of a similar scale between um, the blues and the Japanese music uh, scales of uh, pentatonic scales. So I guess just sort of, there's sort of a crossover there. And that's, I mean, I was kind of, I don't know if I was intentionally trying to make it sound Japanese or bluesy or what, but it just sounded... I just like that kind of contemplative feeling that that song had. And it just, I don't know, it just reminded me of the fishing. Uh, so that's why I called it that. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, I've, it, you know, that's something that I've wondered for years. I mean, because I've got no music background whatsoever. I can appreciate good music. I've got very, very little uh, to none uh, introduction to music theory and that kind of thing. So it was a uh, kind of struck me, you know, just it's like, where's the Japanese sound coming from? So that that's really helpful to know. Uh, but where did... I think it's that. And I think also I, I use that sort of like wispy bow sound, which I think, um, I don't know. I think Japanese music and some other kinds of Asian music have that sort of uh, wispy sound to it. That I don't know. It's kind of it's almost dreamy in a way. In which instrument did you use for that song? What, what was the? What are the instruments that we hear in that song? It's all cello. Um, so I I layer different um, tracks of myself playing cello over top of each other, um, and there's the plucked rhythmic part and then this lightly bowed um melodic part on top of it that that uh the two sound i mean it's all cello but they they have very different textures um so the two of them mixed together kind of create that flowing kind of sound nice that's great and where the 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 name fishing where'd you get that name i i think i just you know, when I was listening back to it, I was just like, "Hey, this just kind of reminds me of you know being out, out in the 
out in the water, just just enjoying <laughs> nature and taking it slow. And that's exactly kind of how I felt. I think, like you know, it's like yes, I, I can feel it. You know, it's a, it it's, it was really mm-hmm. kind of a cool experience to hear that song and learn about your music. And and if you don't mind, I'm gonna play the music for our listeners here. It's a two minute song. I think they'll appreciate uh, seeing what we're okay, talking sure. about. That's how I found your music, uh, just through that song. And I, I uh, we'll see if our listeners also feel like they're out fishing right now and listening when they just listen to that song. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, tell me a little bit more about your story. I mean, I, you've got a really interesting bio. Uh, you know, it looks like you grew up in Vermont and then you went to Japan. I mean, where where have you kind of picked up all of your music uh, influences over the years? So I started when I was really young. My parents had me on the violin um, when I was like three or something like that. I mean, I was, you know, just a little kid playing a plastic violin, so I wasn't any good or anything like that. But I was taking lessons in the Suzuki method, which is all ear training. Um, And then we moved when I was six to Vermont, and there was no Suzuki violin teachers. but there was a cello teacher uh, at the at Middlebury College, um, so my you know my parents wanted me to keep on playing a string instrument, so they took me to um, the teacher there. Her name was Juka. She was this wonderful Dutch woman, and uh, I don't remember, but my mom says that you know I was I was really quiet while my while 
she was playing the cello to show me what it was. I didn't say anything, and then uh, after we left, I said to my mom, oh, please, can I, please, can I play the cello? So that was the initial introduction to the cello. Um, and then, you know, as any little kid does, I kind of didn't really ever want to practice or anything, but my parents made me. And then uh, that, I took lessons until I was 18, and there was a transition from, you know, having been forced to play it more or less to me really loving it and making it my own thing. Um, and so I stopped taking lessons when I was 18 when I went to college and then um, took a little break. But then uh, my dad was living in Japan at the time I was 20 and I decided to take a year off and go and live with him and just focus on music. So I would just practice, you know, five or six hours a day and just really try to try to make it my own thing and then really focusing on learning how to how to write and how to adapt the instrument to what what I wanted it to be. Um, bounced around after that. I mean, I finished college and then I lived in Vancouver and New York and then now Atlanta. Um, and all the while just writing and sort of naturally adapting to what uh, I'm listening to what I'm interested in and um, just sort of growing as a, I guess, you know, I, I, it's kind of hand in hand. When I'm writing stuff, I'm kind of doing it hand in hand with recording it. So it's a combination of writing and production, I would say, um, when I'm, when I'm doing, when I'm writing new music. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think, um, I've seen like, you're a very prolific uh, creator too. I really appreciated the fact that you've, you've already put out four different albums and we'll talk about your, uh, specific albums in a second too, but where do you live now, Nick? I live in Atlanta, Georgia right now. Um, I've been here. I, I just was thinking about the other day. I've been here for seven years. Like I didn't really think I would stay here for that long, but, uh, <laughs> Here I am. That happens to all of us. There's some uh, good fishing a little bit north of you into the mountains a little bit. I, uh, did you ever get a chance to fish where you grew up in Vermont? In Vermont, no. Um, I mean, when I was really little, but I haven't gotten a chance to go back and fish there. Um, there's there's some fishing. I went on the Otter Creek when I was when I was little, um, but I haven't been back since I since I've grown up. Yeah, there's some uh, yeah terrific fishing. I was just there a couple months ago, actually. And your your family still lives in Vermont, or where are they right now? They yeah, my dad was back in Japan again uh, last year, but um, yeah, they're for the most part. My parents are in Vermont. And my sister's in uh, in New York. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about Tenkara. I know now you have a couple of Tenkara rods. I, uh, we exchange, I guess, your music for a couple of rods. Have you had a chance to get out at all with it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, I'm not, I don't know if I'm good per se, but I just love being out. You know, it's just a great excuse to get outside and enjoy nature. And have you, uh, have you gone out fishing with your dad yet? I have not, unfortunately. Um, that's something I do really want to do, though. Yeah, well, hopefully you guys will get a chance to get out together uh, sometime soon. But I was curious, too, like when you're, if you're driving into the mountains and you, uh, let's say, you go fishing, uh, what uh, what do you listen to on your drive there usually? You know, it's, uh, it's always different. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and sometimes I just 
it's funny. Sometimes I just like to drive in silence um, and just, uh, you know, think about stuff. But it, it always varies, I guess. Um, well, and the driving... Yeah, I don't have a, a specific good answer. Yeah, and the driving in silence, I think that's something I've been trying to pay more attention to. Uh, you know, I, I listen to some podcasts, definitely listen to your music and, you know, other music too. But it's, um, I think especially like you as a, you know, as a creator, I was, I was reading something recently about how so many times nowadays we're trying to fill our brains with noise, let's say, you know, noise might not be the best word, but like music and, you know, if it's not music, we're there on our cell phones looking at Facebook and we're like reading something all the time and all of a sudden it starts really kind of hampering our creative process or our creativity and somebody was saying that like one of the best things um, in terms of creativity and it's, uh, it's almost dangerous what's happening nowadays is just to fill every single moment with some kind of noise or some type of little uh, activity so i think uh, because you're driving in silence uh, sometimes you're probably able to come up with some great music i uh, so i think that's probably a good thing yeah it's really true it's, it's it's just sometimes it's just nice to turn off the you know the devices and the distractions and uh you know i mean i'm not necessarily i mean personally i'm not necessarily like you know composing things in my head or anything but it's just it's just good to to have that sort of, you know, that meditative uh, space to to clear things out of all the all the junk that can accumulate nowadays. Oh yeah, it's crazy, and I'm uh, I'm getting more and more disheartened with uh, you know fishing. Still, kind of is in you know, like one of those spaces where I, I can get into and not really think too much about stuff. And I, I never listen to music while I'm fishing, uh, but I'm starting. Right, yeah. And I'm starting to get a little disheartened that you know it's getting harder and harder to find spaces where my cell phone does not connect. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So, sometimes you're out fishing and then like there's some distraction that comes up, or once you once I notice that there is some you know data on my cell phone, I might pull some. Facebook stuff and it's absolutely I think it actually really does hamper the the creativity process um, it does it kind of defeats the purpose so yeah I, I mean I walk a lot um, just to kind of take a break and I always get mad at myself if I find myself you know looking at looking at my phone it's like no this is <laughs> mm-hmm. the point is to get away from, oh, man. Yeah, from that yeah I take out my, uh, my dog for walks sometimes and yeah, it's it's really maddening when I find myself checking emails and, you know, I very consciously yeah. have to tune off sometimes. Let's talk a little bit about more about your music. So, you know, first of all, you have four different albums and all of your albums are available for people to listen to at takenobomusic.com. And I'm going to have the link uh, to your website on our web- on our website, uh, tenkariusa.com forward slash podcast, uh, so people can find you pretty easily. Uh, but Takenobu Music, T-A-K-E-N-O-B-U, music. Um, but tell me about the four albums that you have. They all kind of have their differences, and they're all kind of... Um, the style was there, but what is? How would you describe the four albums that you've created in terms of differences? Um, that's a good question. I guess the first one I was sort of still figuring out, you know, what I was doing. Um, and the first one is the introduction uh, the, album, right? Introduction, yeah. 
So it has um, it has two instrumental songs and ten songs with vocals, um, and I think it's you know it's sort of a personal personal journey. Um, exposition is kind of a continuation of that um, with a little bit more um, advanced production. I guess as I, you know, kind of got better at that, and then the third one, Momotaro, was completely instrumental, and that was an imagined uh, soundtrack, I guess you would call it, to um, the story, the Japanese story of Momotaro, which is a Japanese children's story about a boy who's born out of a peach um, that is found in a river. And who grows up to, you know, defend his village. So that one, that one was really fun to, to do because it was, this, you know, wasn't necessarily creating the story. It was more um, accompanying it with what I imagined the the sound the sound would be to the story happening. So that that was fun. I mean, it's, and it's all cello, but just with lots of different multi-tracking techniques and. Wow, um, that's impressive. So you you laid story, out yeah. you laid out all of your cello techniques into this, you know, each song. Yeah, yeah, wow. and it's it was it was fun to write because it was just sort of this nonstop progression. When I write other stuff, it, it sort of comes and fits and starts, and it's you know writing about different ideas. But this was one continuous continuous piece of music that was really fun to fun to play out like that yeah and in Momotaro too like when you go from one song to the other if you just play one song it looks like a I don't know if it's with all the songs I, but at least most of the songs it seems like there's a cutoff. Um, you know it's not like this little taper off and kind of ending because like it really joins well together with the next songs right and and yeah I, I found a couple of times playing the you know with the shuffle function in my uh, <laughs> on my iPhone and uh I was like, oh, you know, it, I kind of remember it being different. But when you listen to, you know, song one through, you know, through the end, through, uh, I think it was like 12, 13 songs, it really flows together beautifully. It's a really nice album. Yeah, it's I mean, the reason I did it was, I mean, each track is basically supposed to be a different part of the story. Mm -hmm. um, but it really is meant to just be listened to from, from beginning to end because all the songs do flow together and what about uh i think the last album that you released was the climatica is that am i pronouncing that right yeah so the last one was sort of a, an experiment in a bigger sound with drums um and also uh the violinist that play with brian harper um and it's kind of i guess it was more what i was listening to at the time it's more in the indie vein of um I don't know what you would even call it, you know, rock or pop, but still with classical instrumentation. Um, and I think I've, that was, you know, it was a fun thing to do. We were playing, we were trying to play at um, venues where people didn't just have to sit down. That <laughs> was kind mm -hmm. of the idea. Um, but I think that since doing that, I've, I've sort of gone back more to the acoustic sound. So I'm just finishing up an album now. Um, I've kind of been going crazy this week, mixing it down before having it mastered next week. Well, thanks for uh, making the time to 
to chat with me. I uh, can't wait to hear that. When do you think that's going to come out? Um, the target release date right now is November. Um, so hopefully early November. And on a Momotaro song, Momotaro album, it's uh, it's one that I've actually used quite a few songs from it because, you know, and, and there's something about it that I'm not sure how that works, but it's, um, I think the stories uh, that are within that album, uh, they just seem to have like at one point or another kind of fit into things that happen in my life. <laughs> um, so I was doing, and it's funny because I was doing this series of videos for a little while called the Tenkara Diaries. Uh, and also actually In Search of Tenkara and then Tenkara Diaries. And what I'll do in those videos, it's like I'll just go out for pretty much a day or maybe a weekend and I'll just capture videos and I'll come home with this dump of, you know, footage and I'll really start listening to your music and just kind of finding something that for some reason or another clicked with me. And one of the very first videos that I did was the first uh, In Search of Tenkara. There's three in a series. So I get home. And I started listening to your songs and, you know, just kind of thinking about what I'm going to do with this video. And I like to edit like the day I got home because I'm everything was fresh in my mind. Um, and then I'm playing it. And this one song caught my my ear. Um, and I'm going to play the song uh, in, a, in a quick second here. But the song, you know, like once I started laying it out with the videos, this was a day when I took my dog out on a fishing trip <laughs> close to home. And, you know, and I started laying all this, you know, tracks to the song. And it's like, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden I look at the name and the title of the song and it's called The Dog. (laughs) (laughs) And I just have no idea how it happened. It's like I pretty much never really take my dog fishing because it's a little bit of a hassle. But that day I just decided to take the dog out and I get home and I started doing this video work. Yeah, and it was called the dog, and it's uh, and I've got a lot of footage of my dog with me, uh, and and it, right at the end she actually comes like running down this snowy bank, and she joins me, and she's like there wiggling wiggling her tail. It's a great song, so I'm gonna play that for uh, it's a minute and a half uh, song or so. Okay, great.
Yeah. yeah, so it's, you know, it's interesting. And then there's other examples too, like another one that was uh, really kind of similar. Um, you know, it was one day of fishing, and I think it was, I just called it the uh, Tenkara Diaries. And on that particular day, I actually saw uh, four rams, like huge mountain, you know, uh, rams with the big horns, the big horn ones. And they were just on the side of the road, on a shoulder, and they were like actually fighting. So there's two big rams, the two bigger ones, they would actually kind of hop, you know, get on their hind legs and come and just hit each other. And when I started like looking at the footage, uh, another song from the same album called The Battle came up. <laughs> and and I kid you not, I mean, it's like the first few seconds of the song, there's this like, doom, 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 boom, and I'm going to play that here. Uh, and they just complete completely like fit with the uh, the rhythm of the rams hitting each other. It's like doom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely great. <laughs> cool. put the video of the Rams battling each other on our uh, website, tenkariosea.com forward slash podcast, so you can see them. And there's a few other examples, too, of uh, different songs of yours that just really kind of seem to to fit in with some Tenkara stories. Quite amazing. Where do you get the inspiration for, for those sounds? I mean, it's, uh, it's quite amazing. You know, the battle just having this really nice kind of vibrant, punching sound to it. Yeah, and that's accomplished with just, you know, really aggressively strumming the, the cello to get that, that rhythmic sound. And do you like uh, kind of imagine in your head like uh, what the sound is going to be like or you really kind of experiment a lot with the strings? I definitely, yeah, for that one I definitely had an idea. You know, I wanted it to sound combative and, and you know, um, like have a percussive sound to simulate, you know, hitting and, and all kinds of violent, violent sounds. Um, so yeah, I did. And it was also supposed to be a combination of the kind of three different themes in, in that, in that, in the story, the, there's three animals that are helping Momotaro. There's the dog, the pheasant and the monkey. And so it's supposed to be a combination of their three themes all coming together as, as like an attack on the, on the, the oni or the, the demons who, who they're fighting with. Mm, interesting story. Yeah, that's... Um, now I was curious, and we we might have already answered this one. I had this on my uh, notebook. You know, if you were... So Tenkara, you know, it's a this simple Japanese method of fly fishing. It uses only a rod, line, and fly. The name Tenkara, um, you know, most of us think he means from heaven, like ten is heaven, kara is from. Um what do you think that would sound like if you were to put in a, that in a song? That's a good question. Um, I find that, you know, a lot of the time that I'm writing, I'm thinking, I don't know, it just end up, it end up, ends up kind of sounding like running water. So I think that, and just the sound of water is just so hard to disassociate from it. So it'd be something like that, you know, flowing with that, you know, babbling sound of a, you know, of a brook or stream or, or river, 
Um, so, you know, I would, I think I would draw from that kind of imagery or feeling, um, if I was, if I was going to write a song about it specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe one day we'll see a song by Takenobu called Tenkara from Heaven. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And uh, another one that I like uh, quite a bit, it's uh, I think I've actually it's the song that we uh that I laid out to introduce uh the podcast. Uh you know, you've kindly allowed us to use your music for uh, for the podcasts uh and I think it was um Deeper than a vine is the song that I mm -hmm. used at oh, the beginning, cool. I believe. Is it really? No, it's a great song. I love it. Thanks. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of, of blues at the time, so I kind of drew from that sort of bluesy influence to to make that you know that that riff. What are uh, what are some of your favorite songs in your? Uh, I mean, I get asked that question about our rods, for example. What are what is your favorite rod? And and it's always a little bit like choosing a favorite child kind of thing. I'm sure for you uh, yeah. to, to answer this question. But do you have any favorite songs in your albums, like uh, songs that you're particularly proud of? Or uh, I'm not sure if that's a, an appropriate question. <laughs> um, um, I guess I can say which ones are the most fun to play because um, I don't you know I don't really sit around <laughs> listening to my own music yeah but, that's a good um, way to put it too yeah what are your favorite songs to play um exposition is a really fun one because it's well it's instrumental but it's I feel like it's kind of it has a life of its own um so I think that I mean I think the recorded version is great but it's also um it's a really fun one to perform because there's enough in it that it's sort of different every time. Um, because there's a, there's pre-planned parts that are written and I always play, but then there's a fair amount of room for improvisation and, and trying out new things. And then, and there's just sort of these different shifts in energy in it too, that, uh, that make it just, just I don't know. I, I think that the dynamics of it make it, a fun, fun performance piece. Um, and 
I don't know. I guess uh, Dark in the City is one that I really love. That's that's off of the fourth album, Climactica. So I'd say Expedition and Dark in the City are, are sort of the, the most fun to play, but I only play the ones that are fun to play anyway. So <laughs> they're all fun to play. Uh, and talking about playing like and fun to play, I, uh, I, where can people find you uh, if they want to watch you live? That, unfortunately, I don't tour very much at the moment. I'd, I'd love to tour more. Um, but I've been focused so much on getting this album out finally that uh, I haven't planned anything yet. But um, yeah, that's, I don't have a good answer for that at the moment, but hopefully somewhere soon. Totally understand that the traveling and trying to create. I mean, it's uh, it's good. It's got to be super hard. But uh, well, I'm I'm super excited about your new album coming out in a couple months, and uh, can't wait Thank to you. can't wait to listen to it. But just a reminder to our listeners, uh, Nick Takenobu Ogawa is an independent artist. Uh, he composes and writes his own music and records it, and he communicates with me. And, uh, um, let, you know, if you get a minute, please visit his website, takenobumusic.com. I'll put the link on our uh, on our website for this uh, podcast. Uh, and purchase his music, too. Uh, they're not expensive albums at all. It's um, You can listen to all of his songs for free on his website. But but please buy his albums, put it on your phone so you can carry it with you and, uh, you know, share it with other people. It's a great way to support, you know, his work. And, uh, and again, he's being super kind to let us use uh, some of his work uh, for, for our own artwork here. Uh, so buy his music and listen to it at home or on your drive to, uh, to your next fishing uh, trip. Nick, and uh, if we were to uh, let our listeners listen to uh, to one more song as we uh, maybe wrap up our conversation here, what uh, what do you think you'd like to play for them? Um, I think Exposition would be a great uh, a great note to end on. Perfect. So uh, let's uh, listen to uh, Exposition. But uh, Nick, I want to thank you so very much again for taking time from your very busy schedule creating a new album uh, and again for letting us use your music. Um, I hope, uh, I know a lot of our customers have been very inspired by your music. Uh, they just really kind of, I think there's a really interesting connection here between Tenkara and the music that you're creating. Uh, so Thanks again for that partnership and creating good songs for us. That was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So let's listen to uh, Exposition by Nick Takenobu Ogawa, or also known as Takenobu.
Thank you very much for listening to the Tenkara Cast. I'd like to extend a special thank you to Nick Ogawa, also known as Takenobu. Check out his music at takenobumusic.com. We'll be posting links to any references we made in this podcast, such as Takenobu's music, on our website, www.tenkarausa.com forward slash podcast. And until next time on the Tenkara Cast. <laughs>